And in my opinion, the best way to fix that is actually the bedroom. Because the bedroom's this interesting place where a woman wants to be in her feminine polarity and she wants the man to be in his masculine polarity. She's getting her rocks off in the bedroom by you being that dominant, you know, aggressive lover, that passionate lover. It's a positive reinforcement of that dynamic of her being submissive and you being dominant. Tristan came to me like a year ago and was like, yo, there's this thing going on with, with Andrew's lung. And obviously we said, we don't, we don't want to talk about it. Don't talk about it publicly. Andrew's not the kind of guy who would talk about it anyway. Right. He's a real tough son of a bitch. Goal is two women pregnant and saved up enough cash on the side to buy a homestead. That is the goal before the end of the year. Tell me what you enjoyed the most about last night. And then she can, in her own words, say, I love, you know, I, I mean, I have one such example from an ex. I love the way you weren't afraid to hurt me was like her exact word. There's, there's a reason why they, in, in Islam, I believe there's like like two or three women to like one man's testimony in these kind of situations. Mm -hmm. If people don't like you, they don't like you. They're not going to change their fucking perceptions of you just because you've given, you could give people as much concrete evidence and proof as you want. And they will, if they don't like you, they will stick to their guns and nothing you can tell them is going to change their opinion of you if they don't like you. been uh, almost two years since right. we it has, yeah. yeah, yeah, it actually has been two years since we, we sat down and talked. Yeah. That was right at the beginning of me diving into all this crap. Yeah. Like YouTube and, and talking about stuff and people listening to me talk about stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the, uh, so what, what made you like interested in like speaking about the, the red pill and in the manosphere after moving out of like the porn industry? I mean, it started off with guys just asking me for advice, honestly. About like you know, hey, I can't, I can't get my dick hard. How can I, you know, how can I get over this issue? I'm, I'm busting too early. It was really just sort of there, and I was red pilled as well. So it was like those two things combined, and it was honest to god, like I couldn't talk about my opinions for five years in the industry because the industry is super woke. Yeah. So, like the porn industry is incredibly left leaning, liberal, SJW, libtard right. wokeness, right. like California. Well, Newport, though, this spot is actually super nice. This like, spot seems quite nice. It's like everyone here is Republican. I told them, like, we're going to see oh, Trump, Trump flags. Trump we're going to see Trump flags. Oh, really? Yeah, and we drove under this bridge. People holding Trump flags everywhere still. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, it's pretty I, sick. Like, you know, you know it's, like, it's like Trump territory because it's clean and it's it nice. Is. Yes, yeah. So it, it's, it feels nicer and feels safer and cleaner and it's, like, respectable. Yeah. But, like, dude, like, you go up into the valley, you go up into, like, you know, downtown Los Angeles it's just like trash it's so trash is this your first time in uh, Newport it actually is yeah oddly enough yeah I forget how fucking enormous Los Angeles is <laughs> like it's yeah. from here to like the valley is like a good two hours yeah it's, like that's horrible no thank you have you tried uh, surfing yet or no I surfed a little bit back in Australia but I'm not really not really into surfing okay okay cool cool I think so, I'd have to give my passport up if I didn't surf okay nice and so wait what caused you to move over to uh, Spain well it hasn't happened yet it's happening it's happening in about two oh, weeks okay. actually in about two weeks um I actually went out there in October last year for two months doing a fight camp. So I was training for my first amateur boxing match. Mm. Uh, did that well, white card, I should say, white, technically white card boxing match. Uh, did that, loved it, loved the, the Marbella specifically, the little kind of beach town, loved it. Great group of uh, war room guys there, real good community of guys there, great personal trainer I have out there. And it's not like a, it's not a city, it's like a quiet beach town kind of, and everyone's healthy and I don't know, I like that Mediterranean lifestyle. I like I like Europe, so I want to actually live in Europe uh, mm. for a change because I've never actually officially lived live in Europe for an extended period of time. And uh, yeah, I got a couple couple of girls out in Europe, so it's uh, baby making time this year. No way, yeah, because Justin said you're gonna start making some kids. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, the The goal is two women pregnant, and. Uh, and enough money to, to buy, and saved up enough cash on the side to buy a homestead. That is the goal before the end of the year. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Cow, 
raw milk, cows, chickens, the whole. Yeah, dude. Uh, my my parents are doing that right now, and they're in like they're in, they're still in California, but they're up in where the mountains are. They're, they have all the chickens, raw milk, all the all the little fucking rabbits and shit. Right. All, all, yeah. it's, the, it's the way to go, I think. I, yeah. I think I think we're gonna see a return to that. I really do. Yeah. Because everyone I know who's with who's worth a lot of money, and is switched on about kind of the, the the way the world is going right now, and they're not super optimistic on it. They're all prepping with like a homestead and buying land and, and trying to secure the future for their family. And I think that's the correct thing to do. Right. And uh, what's so what are what are some things you're doing with the war room now? Are you still helping out with the war room? Like what's happening with the war room with Andrew and him in jail? Bro, what's happening? It, it runs perfectly fine. Nice. Like Andrew's built an, an incredible machine in the war room and it's it runs like a smooth, well-oiled precision machine, man. It doesn't, it doesn't stop, you know. And obviously he's the master and commander of it, but everyone else... Everyone else within the organization, they have their role, they know what they're doing, they execute, they're all really competent guys. Like events still hap- still happening everywhere around the world, you know, um, despite the boys being, you know, unjustly incarcerated right now. Right. But, you know, God bless, they'll get out soon enough and uh, yeah, we can we can go back on with conquering the world. When was the last time you talked to Andrew? Uh, for his, actually, his birthday in December. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're hanging out with, with him for his birthday in Dubai and uh, yeah, it was good. Good nice. times. Yeah, I was I was texting you and you're like it's like four in the morning where I'm at. I was like, what the fuck where you at? Yeah. In yeah. Dubai. I, I, bro, <laughs> I travel too much these yeah. days and it's just it, keeping track of time zones, keeping in touch with people, and like not sending a text message when they're asleep at like three in the morning becomes challenging. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, what do you what do you know about the situation with Andrew right now? Because all my fans are asking me like, dude, you got asked Sterling about Andrew because you you're friends with him, you're best friends with him. So yeah, I mean he's thank God that we got the the uh, report about the. Um, the, okay. the tumor that was in his lung, mm. and it's not cancerous, which is really, really good. So we didn't even know that. Like, so basically, what the, the deal with that, and there might be a bit of confusion on Twitter because I, I tweeted out some stuff without full knowledge, mm. so it confused a bunch of people. So Tristan came to me like a year ago and was like, "Yo, there's this thing going on with with Andrew's lung," and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" And obviously, we said we don't we don't want to talk about it, don't talk about it publicly, cool, whatever. Obviously, we just I mean, we're, we're, Andrew's not the kind of guy who would talk about it anyway. Right. You know, he's, he's a right. he's a real tough son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. So. That happened, and then uh, Satoru Shooter was taking him to the hospitals in Dubai, seeing a bunch of specialists and stuff, and none of us knew that he'd had the the biopsy on his lung that they, the doctors had recommended until it was released like a couple of days ago. Eesh. Luckily, it, it, and it came back with the report that it's not cancerous. That's really, really fantastic news. So that's fine. Um, there was reports that he'd lost a bunch of weight. He'd lost like 10 kilos. That's probably because he's not eating tomahawk steak every day uh, and he's eating prison food. So <laughs> it's not yeah. cancer that's caused him to lose a bunch of weight. It's literally just shit prison food. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Deal. That's good though. Freaking, uh, I know a lot of guys are worried about him. But yeah, no, just, yeah. It's, it's, really, it's really nice to see how many people are like, you know, speaking up and supporting him and, you know, making it, making that voice heard. Because we, we, we still need that. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate we feel kind of powerless in, in terms of what we can actually practically do because mm. it's very much within, you know, Romania and Dicot's control to like keep them there as long as they want. But they, we, we all know the truth. We, we know the truth that these women lied about these allegations and they fooled everybody. And, it's, and hopefully the Romanians will realize that very, very quickly and, you know, release the boys and let justice be served and maybe then we can actually go after these these women who've made false allegations and yeah. maybe bring down the justice but heaven forbid that never happens but yeah that, that never happens yeah. do you think well has that ever happened to you like specifically because i remember when i was getting canceled i told you about that like some girls that i used yep. to fuck with trying to cancel me and you too as well so yeah. yeah i've had a couple of instances where i've had women in and oddly enough it was a it was one in the industry actually um 
yeah, basically make outlandish false claims about you know, either me doing something inappropriate on set or um, like using using some content we shot together without without her permission, even though she there was like you know, like a model release and, and mm-hmm. you know mutual uh, use of the content and stuff like that. And it's I don't wish that on any man, by the way, because it's horrible. Like to go through to have an allegation like that and it's like it's literally just your word versus her word and as we know most of the time women it's believable women the guy gets kind of the raw end of the stick a lot of the time and until you've kind of gone through that as a guy you don't really have the you can't really sympathize with the, the situation these guys are in right now because it's fucking horrible absolutely horrible to have your integrity and morals questioned in that regard and all you can really do is just speak the truth and hope that people, you know, come to reason. Right. And usually when they push the girls to, like, get more evidence, get more evidence, it's like, usually the girls just stop. At one point, they kind of give up, and then they're like, oh, it's no big deal, you know. Uh, you know, they just they don't really have much, like, substance. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they, in, in Islam, I believe there's, like, what, it's like two women to, like, two or three women to, like, one man's testimony in these kind of situations. Mm. Because, like, people might ask, like, oh, why would a woman ever lie about this, bro? Like, look at the, this one girl in, in, who's, uh, you know, in the, in the take case right now. She's a history of this. She literally, like, one of her ex-boyfriends self-deleted himself. Like, you know, got rid of himself because she made allegations like this. Another one uh, is in jail and he's I think it's, I think he's, I think I might be getting confused. Either him or another one is actually trying to sue her for the false allegations. She's got a history of this. Like, she she ran away from her parents and stuff and, like... It's just a pattern consistently, again and again and again. And Any again. guy with common sense would be like, oh, okay, we know these type of girls. Yeah, like, we've, yeah. we've met these types of girls. I've dealt with these types of girls. You've dealt with them. Yeah, these girls are all fucked up. They just want to make just, your life miserable. Yeah, I mean, people people love attention. Women love attention. People, guys will under, especially blue-pilled guys, will seriously underestimate what a woman will do just for attention, mm. for her 15 minutes of fame, and for a feeling of vindication, for, like... Hell hath no fury like the wrath of a woman scorned. If you make a woman, like, annoyed, you would be shocked the lengths she will go to to try and ruin you. And with no, you know, moral framework around it, complete fabrications and lies, just because she feels a certain way. Right. And uh, definitely the girls freaking, you know, they... It's it's wild. It's definitely wild. I've seen it happen to guys in my school as well. Like girls will just say shit, and it's kind of that position where you put a guy where he has to like really stand up for himself, or he has to back down, make an apology video. And oh, for me, apologizing never works. No, never works. That's why I'm like, dude, you can't negotiate with terrorists. Like yeah. it just doesn't work. It you doesn't lose. Work. You no, lose. Hundred percent, man. And any guys watching this, if you ever happen, unfortunately, if you ever go through something like this, rule number one is just don't fucking apologize. Mm-hmm. Do not fucking apologize, because there's two things here. One, like. <laughs> Your apology doesn't do anything. All it does is try to... All the apology does is, like, make people think you were guilty in the first place, yeah. right? And the second thing, you you might apologize because you are trying to you think you're trying to appease people or, 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 you know, change their perceptions of you. If people don't like you, they don't like you. They're not going to change their fucking perceptions of you just because you've given... You could give people as much concrete evidence and proof as you want, and they will... St- if they don't like you, they will stick to their guns, and nothing you can tell them is going to change their opinion of you if they don't like you. Right. And it's a major shit test, too. Like, they're, just, they're always shit testing, just to see your strength and just to see if you have the balls or not to stand up for what you believe in and who you are. Um, it's, a pretty, but yeah, it's a pretty dark shit test. It is. It's a, it's a bad <laughs> shit test, but... 
you know, it, it's, it is what it is, but you see girls do it right when guys become successful. It's like Trump, they did to Trump, they did to Andrew. Anytime uh, a guy becomes successful. Brett, Brett, Brett Kavanaugh, John, Johnny Depp. Like, there has been so many examples of this in the last, like, six to eight years. Mm. You would think people would have, would have caught on to this by now, but apparently people still get away with this bullshit. It's wild. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, the pragmatic question that the, the audience wants to know is, like, what can guys do to protect themselves? from things like this happening. Right, right. It's a very good question. So, uh, I'm of the opinion that guys, you need to kind of document as much like evidence as you possibly can get yes. in terms of like text messages are really good, video, like voice notes, uh, um, you know, videos from her and stuff like this. And I know personally one of the things I will do is if I've had a good time with a woman and let's, let's say for example, she wanted me to do things that were a bit more extreme yep. in the bedroom. Right, you know, BDSM kinky stuff. Right, record it. Uh, no, don't record it <laughs> without her consent and without a model release. Definitely, definitely do not do that. Terrible advice. Uh, <laughs> what you should do instead is like one of the things I will always text a girl if we've had an experience like that is um, tell me what you enjoyed the most about last night, mm. and then she can, in her own words, say. I love, you know, I, I mean, I one such example from an ex. I love the way you weren't afraid to hurt me was like her exact words. Her exact words, verbatim, yep. you know. And there's a reason you have to document this stuff because, and we've seen this with the Andrew stuff as well. Like, a lot of simps and blue pill guys don't have, they, they, they don't fathom that that's true. They cannot comprehend a woman wanting, like, that to be done to her because they've never had a woman want that from them because they're not that kind of guy. You know, like, women won't submit to any man or every... They won't submit to every man. But the, the right guy comes along and she wants him to do... A lot, a lot of the time, she will want him to do some pretty perverse stuff to her. And, yeah, a lot of these simpy blue pill dudes, white knights, have got no clue about the dark nature of female sexuality. Yeah, I was talking to Justin about that as well. It's like the same thing with uh, when guys uh, talk to your girl about you talking to other girls, trying to get their approval, because they can't fathom that... You can you can manage multiple girls and not give a fuck about them caring, and so simps will be like going to your girl, texting your girl, oh, oh yeah. Justin, Justin's with your with another chick. Why aren't you getting upset? It's like bro, because he's a G. Like it is what it is. And I've had so many gr uh, guys do that to my girls that they who had Instagrams, right? They go and hop in their DMs, send them pictures of me with another girl, and my girl's like, what is this? And she'll just laugh at him, thinking yeah. like, because it's funny, because it's the guy trying to get laid, like it's the guy trying to seek her approval. That's all it is, man. It's just it's this. It's weasel game is what it is. It's this weaselly fucking energy of a dude like trying to like snake his way into some vagina. And women's, women can see that yeah. clearly that yeah. this guy is a piece of shit. And this guy's a scumbag. And she, that repulses her. It does not make her want to suck his dick. Yeah. It's like an inv a reverse boner or whatever the female equivalent of that would be. <laughs> it's horrible for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they can see right through the bullshit. But I think it's because these simps have been told this. Like, yeah, did... Beat the evil, toxic guy, and you'll get the girls. And they, they think that, like, yeah, fucking... But it doesn't, it doesn't work. Bro, like, that's, it's, that's literally what's brainwashed into young men from childhood, man. Like, yeah. through every, every piece of, like, media rom-coms, movies, like, sitcoms and stuff like that, it's all designed... It, it's all so deliberately misleading for guys. Like, telling them, like, oh, just be, be that nice guy, and eventually, once she's done banging all these bad boys, she's going to come around to you. Fuck off, she's not. She's not going to come around to you because you're a loser. Like, you're, 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 you're too nice, and you don't understand female nature. You don't understand what excites her, what gets her you know, wet between the legs. You've got no clue, and everything you've been taught is a complete lie, and it does the exact opposite. It dries pussies up 
quicker than this is hard, is it? Well, they will come back when they have when they're 40 years old, 50 years old, and they have four cats, four children from four <laughs> different baby daddies. They'll come back to those dudes well, seeking for money. They'll come back to them, but they'll still hate them. They'll yeah. still resent them. They'll, still resent them, they'll yeah. come back to them and and they'll drip feed them pussy. They'll drip feed them a little bit of poon every now and then just to try and get like any kind of uh, supplication from the the guy that can get any like cash or like you know servitude get him to do shit for her like just putting up with her bullshit because she knows she can just dangle that vagina in front of him and he'll do whatever the fuck she wants yeah so in a situation like that how does a guy go about switching the dynamic around so well first of all <laughs> he needs to understand that there's a fucked up dynamic dynamic in the first place yeah. <laughs> and prevention is better than cure man if you, you don't want to get into that situation in the first place now I do realize there are like your, your audience is obviously mostly younger guys mm-hmm. um, so I don't think many of your young guys are going to have this problem because they're going to you know they're going to be red pilled from an early age and they're going to understand that's the wrong dynamic this is not the case with a lot of older dudes who, who kind of discover like you know true female nature and red pill later on into their life so they might have already been in a relationship that's a bad dynamic to start with yeah. right mm-hmm. and in my opinion the best way to fix that is actually the bedroom because the bedroom's this interesting place where a woman wants to be in her feminine polarity and she wants the man to be in his masculine polarity and if you can introduce that and lead that dynamic in the bedroom as the guy you know by being a bit more dominant by being by being in control telling her what to do being more seductive that can start to to that will present a correct masculine feminine polarity in that in that dynamic in the bedroom right and that can manif- start to then manifest itself outside the bedroom. If she's she's getting her rocks off in the bedroom by you being that dominant, you know, ag- aggressive lover, that passionate lover, then if she's get- she's getting climaxes from that, it's a positive reinforcement of that dynamic of her being submissive and you being dominant. And then lo and behold, magically, she stopped whinging about you taking out the trash. Like she's she's cooking and cleaning again. I've seen this happen mm-hmm. with from guys who've, who've come to me for advice, and it, it it isn't that complicated. Once the dynamic is correct, women love to serve a man they respect. They love to to serve a man they, they are in love with, and it's they, they fall in love with you through doing things to you or for you rather, I should say, by by doing nice things for you. That's when they actually fall more and more in love with you. Mm. It's not by it's people get it backwards. It's not. Oh, she fell in love with him because he showered her with gifts yep. and he flew her out to Dubai and he did this and that. That's not why she fell in love with him. Yeah, girls want to earn your time and attention. It makes them feel way better. And everyone's going to value it when you actually work for something, you get something in return. Like, and that's especially with girls, it's like, you know, just how you, you got to do it. If you give a puppy like, treats for no reason just because it's cute, it's going to be like, it's not going to want to do anything more than just that, just sit there and do nothing. So, it's, it's, uh, you get you get cancelled for for making that comparison, but it's true. It is it's so true. true. But and, and by the way, there are a bunch of books on Amazon doing the opposite, like literally like women teaching other women how to treat their men like dogs, train their men like dogs. Those are all perfect. You can buy all those on Amazon right now, and they're not like they're not ba- banned or restricted. It's material. my turn to make a book, but for, for guys, <laughs> <and> girls, <laughs> go you go right ahead, man. My, Myron Gaines just dropped his his one. You see that? Yeah. Women, why women deserve less. <laughs> That thing is like a walking. I, I love that because that's a good example of guerrilla marketing. That is a yeah, that book in itself. You put that out on a coffee table anywhere, or you read that in public. That is marketing in and of itself. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, I mean, it's definitely good for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying women fall in love by performing tasks for you in your life. Obviously, like you live a lot more lavish lifestyle than some of us. What sort of tasks do you give your women to, to complete for you? I mean, 
if I if it's basic stuff that I need done around the house, yeah. you know, like. I primarily try to get women to do things that I hate doing, like folding laundry. Yep, uh, laundry <laughs> I can't stand stuff like that, like yeah. cooking and cleaning. But for me, one of the biggest green flags is actually when I when a woman does that stuff for me unprompted. Mm. You know, like I'll I'll get up in the morning and she's like making breakfast, or she's cook she's she's cleaning the I I go to the gym and I come back and she's cleaning the house, or she's she's literally like scrub the toilet bowl or something like like things like this that completely unprompted. It's her. It's a good sign for me that she's trying to win my affection over in the first place. Right. And and she was raised correctly as well. It's that too. Mm-hmm. But some women will need if you can't find that really really good blueprint because they are hard to find or harder mm-hmm. to find now than they used to be. Right. Um, if you can't find that, then you need you do need to like teach your woman how she can earn your love. And that and, and you can start with really basic things. Actually, one of the cheeky things I always do used to do. I don't do it anymore because I'm a, I'm a, a very um, a, Actually, that's a fucking lie. I still do it. Uh, <laughs> so one of the things I will do uh, on like the second, if I, you know, say I've, I've had sex with a girl already, like first date, second date, whatever, then the next time I invite her out of my place, I'll like do a load of laundry and I'll leave the laundry like on the bed, like clean but unfolded mm-hmm. so that when it comes time to like have sex, it's like, oh, babe, like, can you just take care of that for me? Nice. And so she asks, so she'll yeah. fold the laundry something I hate doing so mm. she'll do fold up my clothes put it away and then she gets rewarded with sex afterwards because mm. we can fuck in the bed now it's a, good setup. It's a little cheeky little setup it but it, it things like that are a subtle way for you to introduce that dynamic with your partner and it's ultimately it's a good one people any feminist watching this is going to be like that's horrible but no one likes you anyway because you're a feminist so <laughs> yep 100% do you have any like uh, advice or suggestions for like young guys like my audience uh, specifically? Man, learn how to make money. Learn learn how to. This this is something that I did wrong in my early twenties. If I'm being honest, like when I have when I have a son or sons, I should say, I will be teaching them this. But in your early twenties, learn or even late teens, learn skills that can make you money long term. Like like the more skills you can stack up that you that other people that can solve problems for other people. Save them time, save them energy, save them money. The more valuable you are going to be as a man as you get older, right? Don't expect to to like make millions of dollars on some fucking crypto pump when you're 18. Like so it happens, but that's not the norm. The norm for a successful guy is like he spent his 20s building up skills that are monetizable and becoming comfortable being uncomfortable, developing his tolerance to stress. If you can master that, if you can master stress tolerance and making money or you know, solving problems is something else I should say there. Solving problems is massive. If you're a, if you're a problem solver, you're always useful to somebody. Like that, for me, as a, as a guy who runs a business, employs lots of dudes, the number one thing I'm looking for is like, can if, this, if something cocks up in my business, because stuff is always going to go wrong, can I just give it to a guy and he can take care of it rather than take, like, so that gives me, frees up my time, my energy to, to focus on the bigger picture mm-hmm. of my business right so developing skills learning to be a problem solver and developing tolerance to stress three super useful things for you to focus on as a young man which will guarantee you're a successful guaranteed you have any questions yeah so i want to ask a little bit about um what you're doing for business like what sort of things you have going on like uh, i'm guessing youtube is one of those yeah i mean youtube's actually youtube and twitter are actually like part of my funnel is the right. correct way to say it. Yep. Like so that that funnels people into my uh, to my email list and to my products and things, my info products, where I make most of my money. I also have a supplement line coming out. I've also I also dabble in crypto and I invest in gold. 
and I, uh, I have another YouTube channel coming out soon about like travel and, and, and digital, how, learning how to, I guess, live the digital nomad lifestyle mm-hmm. of like different residencies, relocating overseas, understanding, you know, how banking works in different places, like, lots of different little subtle things that I've accumulated over the course of my young life, which I can, which most people aren't aware of. I've lived a bit more of a nomadic international life than most people. So it's something I can easily teach people. So that's coming around. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, off the top of my head, those are the ones. Those are the main ones. You see yourself like creating content and like videos forever? Or uh, no, honestly, honestly, I see myself, yeah, uh, retiring on a, not retiring, but like building a homestead and uh, drinking raw milk and having orgies with all my beautiful women nice. and pumping out a ton of babies. It's what I see myself doing more so than anything else. Uh, obviously, I will continue to make money in any way I can. Um, because I think, like while while like while you can make money, you should always be making money. And because if you stop doing that, if you stop striving for that, you're gonna kind of die a bit inside as a man. Mm. But uh, I, I, my intention is in the next you know, five or so years is to transition more towards like building a like a literal homestead base for like my fam, my immediate family, and like future generations of my kids and stuff. Like I'm thinking like long term kind of sustainability and health for my family. Because I think a lot of people, the the modern world poisons you, yeah. quite literally. Yeah. Uh, especially as a man, it it really there's a reason that testosterone levels have been declining year on year on year for like 50 years. Like we're we're literally half the men that our grandparents were, which is yeah. really fucking sad. Mm. And a large part of that is the food we eat, the environment we're in, you know. And I consider it my job as the patriarch of my family to correct that so that my kids don't have to go through that and my grandkids don't have to go through that and I can reverse the damage that's been done. Right, yeah, that's the one thing I, I'm really trying to hone in on, on my group of guys is they're young, but I'm still trying to push like the big picture of like, you're not only doing this for yourself, but you're doing this for the future generations, your, you know, your kids' kids, because they're all going to be looking up to you and they're, look, they're going to be looking up to your masculine energy, you know, because you didn't get it, you didn't receive it, but now you know what to change, what you can do differently because um, now we all see the problem. So that's that's a big thing that I'm trying to teach all my guys in my group, and we talked about this yesterday for, like, a good three hours to all yeah. the dudes. But uh, Tons of podcast episodes, yeah. That's really cool. Yep. That's pretty It's pretty rare for, like, an 18-year-old kid to, like, think 19. to think about family. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, bro, I like our respect. Yeah, that. yeah I mean. Yeah, I mean, the thing I was saying to um, the guys there was, eventually, like, there, there was, like, eight, eight, ten guys in that room. Everyone in that room all guys are eventually going to start families, are eventually going to have kids. And when they do that, one, they're going to need to have the finances in order to support that. And the second one is they're going to have to be the kind of guy who can set a good example for their kids. So both of those things they're going to have to do in order to start a family, which they're going to do anyway. So why wait, right? Like if they're, if they're, not, if they're sitting around smoking weed all day, they're sitting around jacking off, if they're sitting around not doing, like would they look up to themselves is like the real question they should ask. Right, and if, if the answer is no, then just do it now. Just get it done now, because you're gonna have to do it eventually. So that's the way I saw it. It's a good attitude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of guys are gonna do uh, or become better versions of themselves to get women or for selfish needs, yeah. like just to make money, you know, get the girls, get the power, get the success. But the big picture overall is like, what's gonna carry on those things? Like, you have to build or create. So either you create a business or you create children. That's like the easiest way of creating like a life, you know, yeah. and that's gonna carry on like much longer than I think like your business and stuff. Um, yeah, legacy is important, man. Legacy is really important, and I think that, that you could you could say that that's one of the reasons the West kind of lost its way, mm. is that people stopped thinking about the family and legacy, and they became a lot more selfish and, and short-minded in their thinking. Hundred mm. percent. 
Yeah, that's that's the one thing I'm trying to teach young guys is like because I, I already understand women, so I'm like, I kind of for, like I'm not really interested in, in like the whole women thing. So I'm trying to move out of the uh, teaching guys about women, but it keeps coming back. Girl problems always <laughs> come back with so many dudes. I'm like, bro, come on, just watch my videos, I mean, listen to the podcast. It's it's because it's one of the most like frustrating aspects to a lot of guys' lives, you know, um, not just in terms of like not being able to get sex. Let's just that's obviously one big frustration for a lot of younger guys is just not being able to get get sex. The second one is not having peaceful relationships and like harmonious relationships, complementary relationships with their woman. Because a lot of guys end up with a dynamic which is bad. Like they, they, a lot of guys end up in a relationship dynamic which is basically them putting up with bullshit and, and having their happiness eroded in exchange for a little bit of pussy here and there. That is the average relationship yeah. in the Western world. And that should not be the case. Your, women should be an asset to your life. Like every woman I, I you know, am in a relationship with, I genuinely love being around them. They, they make me happy. They bring me peace. They, they make my life better. And I make their life better. It's a win-win. That's how it should be. But yeah, we have, we, we have a bit of work to do to help every guy get to that point. Yeah, it's it's crazy how many like un like yeah even like so we already know divorce rates are huge right the marriage rates are even lower but you know, even looking at these marriages like people that are still together their relationships are not like that great you don't want to like you how many times do you see like a couple on the street and you're like I want to be like that or I want to yeah. have a relationship like that it's super rare like less than three percent less than one percent easily I think that that's something I try to strive for is like would I want like if I was a younger guy and I looked at you know what I'm doing like would I want to replicate my life. And that's why I'm, I, I, especially I've started speaking up more about the fact that I have multiple girlfriends and they're aware of that. Because if I was younger and some dude told me that, I'd be like, what the fuck? That would have, I would have never comprehended that as a possibility. And it's kind of like the, what was it, the, uh, was it five minute mile, four, four minute mile? You ever heard of it? Four minute yeah, mile. No one knew it was possible until it happened. Exactly. Until you see someone else doing it, you don't, you don't even comprehend that it's a possibility. And I think that's really, really important to show guys. Yo, this is... So, uh, going back to what you're saying? What was I saying? I was saying, uh... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, set, being... Setting an example and putting that, uh, um... Showing, Image in yeah, young, young kids. Showing, showing guys a reality that they wouldn't have even thought was possible is very, very important, like the four-minute mile. Mm. Where once you've seen it done, you have the faith in yourself that you can, even re you can actually replicate it. I mean, for me, that actually happened. I have a friend back in Australia who has, like, a homestead... And he has like five BDSM wives, basically, and they all li they all live together, and they they yeah, and yeah, uh, <laughs> have have fun, yeah. basically. Uh, <laughs> but to me, like when I saw that, I was like, whole and like they're happy, man, like super yep. happy. Mm -hmm. And I saw, and I when I first saw that, I was like, damn, that's I, beautiful. I, that's beautiful, <laughs> and I'm gonna and I'm gonna copy that. Yeah. I'm gonna replicate that. Monkey see, monkey do. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, why would you want to live an ordinary life, man? I don't understand yeah. why you want to be ordinary. Like fuck that. Like just. Two th one of my favorite things in life is to prove people wrong. Yep. So if someone says to me, oh, that's like, if I have these unrealistic expectations of what I'm trying to accomplish, even but I might not hit that target, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to fall somewhere like around it. Yep. So it'll, whatever I pull off will still be like outrageous by, by comparison to everyone's, the average person's life. So, and I just love being able to shove it in someone's face, man, and being like, they're like, oh, you couldn't do that. <laughs> oh, really? Watch me. Yeah. It's the best 100%. feeling, man. It's the best feeling. It is. Especially when they come back and they realize they're wrong and they come back for asking for help. 
it's, uh, it's awesome. They've got, they got to humble themselves. Yeah, 100%. That's one thing I noticed is, like, a lot of young guys, they look up to guys like you or older guys, and they're like, you know, I can't be that until I'm older. So hopefully that's why I'm trying to um, inspire younger guys. Like, hey, you can, you can meet guys like you. You can actually build yourself up now. You can start learning about women now. You don't have to be older to yeah. do this stuff. Like, Absolutely. So... Absolutely, man. Like, I, I, I was a late bloomer with all this stuff, to be perfectly honest, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 36. It took me, it took, I'd, I was blue pill when I was younger. I had to go through a lot of learning, a lot of mistakes to get to, to understand, like, the way the world really works to get to where I'm at now. Don't, you don't have to take that long, man. If, if you're 18 and you've got the shit figured out, good. Like, you're way better off than when I was when I was 18. So that's, like, yeah, it doesn't need to be like you're only you'll only be successful, and you can only pull this stuff off when you get to your thirties. If you can pull it off now, pull it off, man. Do it. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's the one thing is so many guys are so surprised. Like when people find out my age, like on the podcast on the whatever podcast, they're like, "Damn, this guy's speaking facts. This guy's speaking facts." And then I say my age, and they're like, half the people are like, "Holy fuck, that's awesome." The other guys are like, "Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about." It's like just split down the middle. So it's pretty cool, I think. Um, but it's interesting being young, being young and knowing this stuff because. It's very hard for me to relate to a lot of younger guys. Uh, I relate to more guys like your age and guys who are older who understand this stuff. So it's interesting trying to find dudes like my age at my level. So that's why I created this community. It's not that huge because obviously there's not a lot of guys like my age who understand this stuff. But we found we found dudes. Um, we have dudes in you know around California and all around the world now. So it's pretty nice, especially when they're all young. So we're all going through the same stuff, and yeah, it's great. I love that. I love that. Yeah, what you're doing is really really powerful. Like younger guys need a community like that. And we, we talked about this before off camera. Like the war room is a great, it's, it's, in my opinion, war room is literally the best men's organization on mm-hmm. the face of the planet. Like it's mm-hmm. the, the best networking organization, business organization. You can solve any problem, any, any question, anything you have any curiosity about or need to know about, the knowledge is there within the war room. There's always an expert at whatever the hell you're, you need help with. Mm-hmm. But it's that the price of it is a bit prohibitive to a lot of younger guys, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. that's that's you know that's more of a as a feature, not a bug. Mm-hmm. So it's really really good to see you guys building a community for younger guys like that, where they can start to like level up and, and be surrounded by other like-minded guys. Obviously, we're going to change the fucking world just by inspiring people and helping dudes out, like and connecting them to and connecting like-minded yeah. men together. That's the hard part. Yeah. That, that's, that's the sorry, not the hard part. That's the most important part, I think, is because mm-hmm. men in isolation can't really do much. And I was, like, before I joined the forum, I was, there was literally, like, one other guy I'd met in my entire life who thought the way I think. And then I joined the forum, and there's like, oh, there's 2,000 of them. This is where they are. Yeah. They, finally, I found them. Yeah. And I found brothers, and, you know, one of, the, one of the, easily one of the most impactful decisions of my entire life was to join that organization. Because it's just, it's harder to find men who think the way we think, which, you, like, you've discovered with, you know, your, your group, and so, yeah, you've got to kind of t- take advantage of the, the internet age we live in to try and track those guys down and be around them. 100%. Yeah, because when I first started the podcast, when we, were, when we first started learning about this stuff, it was just me and my brother, Nathan. And uh, we, we, whenever we saw, like, the first time watching Andrew and Tristan Tate, which was, like, three years ago, um, you know, we showed, I showed him, and he's like, dude, that's just, they're just like us. Like, we got to find more dudes. And the funny thing was I never knew there were more guys like that until I started creating more videos and creating more content. Then yeah. the, you guys started popping up on my feed. You guys started uh, reaching out to me. I started DMing you, you get, or other guys started DMing me. Like, um, I got connected with Thomas. So, yeah, just by me speaking my truth out to the world, basically I'm telling the universe that, hey, this is what I want. And this is what, you know, and like attracts like at the end of the day. So just by speaking your truth and living who you are, it's going to help. I secretly hate that phrase. 
Which one? Speaking your truth. It is the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. I just say you're speaking, like, speaking my your, truth. Because speaking your truth is some shit bullshit that feminists fucking made up. So <laughs> stop saying that. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> say the truth. <laughs> Deal, okay. But uh, what's, what's one thing that um, you also suggest for guys who don't have money when they're young and uh, what's some easy things that they could do? I mean, get around other, other guys because you'd be like live with other like-minded guys because you can pull your resources together, save money if you don't have much money, and you can you can compete with each other in a good positive way mm. to help each other level up. Being that 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 crucible, you need that as a young man. You need that to be forged. That pressure and that competition is super super important for men, and you know that's definitely something I I missed out on as a younger man was that someone telling me like yo like you need to compete like because life's competition stop pretending like we're, we live in a fairy tale man like life is competition especially as a man you're not going to get taken care of unless you take care of yourself you know and surrounding yourself with other guys and pushing each other in that way be it to be in better shape be it to be you know more financially successful to to go out and like you know s scout the beaches here in california and, and hit on some some cuties whatever it is Surrounding yourself with other guys like that is, it's free, you know. Mm. You just have to find somebody who's kind of. It's the, the only challenging part is finding somebody who's basically on your level. Mm. But if your level is like down here, that ain't actually that hard. Right. Yeah, once right. you once you start leveling up, it becomes harder mm. to find like-minded guys who are on your level and on the same trajectory. Mm. Yeah. But if you're if you're starting out, it's actually easy to find them. Hundred percent. And what's what's one? I noticed a lot of guys in my group yesterday. The one thing that they're dealing with was. I guess self-limiting beliefs or you know um, communication and how they speak to the world and how they speak to themselves and how that becomes a reality. Huh? Yeah, something like, that's something I learned off Andrew Tate was that like every word out of your mouth is self-hypnosis. Mm. It's super important. It's super true because like your your words dictate your subconscious beliefs. So how you speak about yourself is really important. And I and then I want to make a. A point here. I don't mean that you need to. Uh, you should bullshit yourself. I do see a few guys, young guys especially, running around trying to basically copy Andrew and try to pretend that, pretend that they're Andrew, like version 2.0 at like 18 years old. Mm. That's n that's not the right thing to do. Like you, you want to be authentically yourself. You don't want to be a copy of somebody else. Um, and there's a reason that you know he can speak with such bravado is because he's actually accomplished something and he's gone through you know trials and tribulations as a young man. So un understand that you can speak positively about yourself and you can, sp you can speak affirmation, let's say, without, without being uh, full of shit, mm. <laughs> without, you know, without coming across. Because this is a problem I have. I see a lot of guys trying to, trying to convince themselves that they're the man, mm. trying to talk themselves into self-belief. And that's a little bit different, a little bit different. Like, I can believe in myself and still see where I need to improve and still be humble enough right. to identify my own weaknesses and where I need to improve, but also at the same time identify my strengths and, and be proud of my strengths and what I can have accomplished and what I'm very, very good at and focus on that and talk that into existence. Right, so it's just difference between being like super delusional and just understanding reality. <laughs> because the reality is like if you're going to perform better when you view yourself as a catch or you, or you view yourself as better or more confident... Um, but yeah, you don't want to be too delusional to where you don't want to. You don't want to better yourself. Like you think you're a ten, you don't have yeah, any improvement. Because women have that delusion, <laughs> you know. Like, that, like I'm perfect. There's nothing. Like there's nothing to improve about myself. Is literally the wrong way of thinking about it. Mm. You know, 
Um, there's, there's this weird paradox with super successful people in that they have they have belief that they if I get this correctly it's like they have a belief that they are special and that they can accomplish anything they set their mind to while simultaneously mm. uh, being like you know what I'm talking about right like yes. a, a sort of a feeling of like insecurity that they they or like a little bit of an imposter syndrome mm. so it, and that is actually a super healthy uh paradoxical dynamic which does lead to is proven to lead to success long term consistently so yeah having speaking confidently about yourself but also understanding where you need to like improve because otherwise you're never like if you sit there delusionally uh two things if you sit there delusionally like saying like i'm the i'm i'm a 10 out of 10 i'm the best it possibly is one yeah the fat chick on the podcast okay right see (laughs) then you become a fat chick on a podcast uh (laughs) but one you stop any potential for growth mm. and two you just make people not want to be around you you just you just become that douchebag that no one wants to hang out with really it's it, people can recognize that very very quickly mm. anyone anyone with an ounce of like social skills and social like emotional intelligence will be like this guy's full of shit mm. you know and that that repels people but people are really are genuinely attracted people are attracted to confidence and high self-esteem but they're also attracted to like genuineness mm. and honesty they really are so if you can be genuinely confident about yourself and about what you you are really good at and look maybe you're, maybe you're a loser maybe nothing that you're doing is good maybe you're not good at anything okay then then you can derive your self-esteem from taking action mm. right? right if I'm a fat piece of shit but I but I hit the gym today that should give you self-esteem mm. okay because you're taking the action towards the improvement Right. It's like it's a never-ending goal as well. Like you're always constantly chasing that. So is that where you draw the line between um, positively speaking about yourself and being full of shit? Is that is the line between that taking action? Is yeah. that how you differentiate it? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Gotcha. Like because you can yeah like the, the I personally derive my self-esteem from the little things I do every day. If I don't do if I if I've gone through a day and I've done I haven't done the, thing, the things I need to do I will feel like a piece of shit. Mm. Rightfully so. I should feel like a piece of shit for not fucking doing, you know, X, Y, Z. Yep. You know? So I think, personally, I think that's a healthy uh, relationship with your own self-esteem. Mm. Nice. Yeah, that's the one thing I see is, like, yeah, you don't want to become so self-deluded where you're not taking any action. Um, and that's one thing that Andrew talks about as well is, like, you can't just listen to podcasts for, like, motivation and watch YouTube views for motivation and then not take action. There's, like, no point at all. And, like, even taking action without any information is still better than just <laughs> than not taking action and knowing what you need to do in yeah, the first place. That's absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. One of my uh, early on, like, the bit of a really great piece of advice I got was, like, for every hour of content you consume on the Internet, you should spend at least two hours taking action of some kind. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a real practical like idiom to live by. Yeah, whenever I learn something new, like in my business, or I watch a new video, or someone gives me advice on what I should do for my website or my or my YouTube videos, I apply it like right then and there. Not only because I want to see if it works, but you know, I I want to actually apply and learn what I just learned. If especially if I think, oh, this might work, it worked for them, I'm gonna apply it, see if it works. Same thing with girls. If I see, hey, you should try this. Okay, cool. I'm gonna see if it works or not. And that's that's the biggest thing guys should be doing. So how do you apply that rule? the two hours of action for every one hour of content. How do you apply that in your life? Well, let's say, okay, if I, like, looked up in, like, a new workout regime on, on, I watched one of Brandon Carter's videos or something, right? And he's like, here's how you get six-pack abs. All right, cool. Well, then I'm going to, like, rather than, like, watching another video the next day, I'll hit the gym for half an hour today, tomorrow, the day after, the day after, before I watch another video, right? So it's two hours of action compared to the one hour of, like, consuming my time with watching content or whatever nice. or likewise okay like i watch i watch like a 30 minute video on 
you know, email marketing and, and how to implement like some kind of email marketing technique. Great. Then I spend like the next day sitting down in front of my computer implementing the damn thing. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing I don't understand. Like when guys love football and basketball, but they don't even play it themselves. Like that confuses the fuck out of me. <laughs> I've never, like, obviously I have watched professional sports and stuff as a kid, and I've gone to, like, games and stuff, but I always would prefer to play the thing yeah. than sit there and watch someone else play. I, I said that on the podcast, like, if you just watch football, you're gay. And then you, and everyone got so mad. All these dudes watching football, they're like, oh, dude, you know what you're talking about? You're 19 years old. Americans I'm like, dude, get triggered by that. They salty. really, really, really hate that. You get that in Australia too, man, like, Australian football, slightly different sport. <laughs> but they get... No, everyone, every American thinks Australian football is rugby. It's a totally different sport. Really? It's, it's like Gaelic football. If you actually, actually Google, <laughs> Google AFL football, then you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. One of the greatest sport in the world. Uh, <laughs> but you get all these dudes who like live and breathe like with their jersey on and, and like they get so emotional and, and angry at their team losing. I'm like, bro, you weren't on the fucking field. What are you getting angry over? Like, yeah. why why is your emotions tied into the success of an athlete who doesn't give a crap about you, doesn't even know you exist, you literally pay his salary. Your obsession and fanaticism for that team is the reason he lives a ama an amazing, lavish lifestyle, and you're a piece of shit who just sits on a couch watching fucking football. Yeah, it's retarded. Another alternative is to watch like, combat sports and actually apply the moves that you learn in combat sports, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, boxing. Like, that's what I do is if I learn a new jiu-jitsu move, all right, I have math, so fucking me and Nathan just try out the move, see if it works, Great. and that's it. So that's that's super important. And that's what I that's what I was doing with with, with my boxing match. Like mm. I, I was like I was literally training twice a day every day for like two months. But it was also like I'd go home, I'd watch like maybe like a thirty minutes of like a Mike Tyson, I'd try to break down like his training stuff. Or I'd watch like a little, I'd watch some fight highlights. I'm like, okay, what's he doing? What's he doing? What's he doing? And then I'd try to implement something the next day in training. Same same exact principle. Yeah, I know you talk a lot about, like, you advise men to not watch porn. And almost, it's almost as if watching, like, watching someone else play a sport rather than doing it yourself, it's the same thing. You're getting, you're getting satisfaction based upon someone else accomplishing something that you want to accomplish. Do you have football, any, like, thoughts on that? Cucks. Yeah, it's, it, sex cucks. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're literally, you're, if you think about it, you're literally training yourself to be a cuck because you're watching somebody. Unless, I mean, like, the technical argument I could make, unless it's, unless it's POV pornography, and then you can pretend it's your dick. But, <laughs> POV football, yeah, 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 like VR football goggles or some shit. But the, really, you're watching somebody else fuck, and it's like another dude fuck a woman. It's like training yourself to be a cuck in a way. It's not, um, like, I don't regret doing it as a career because it was a shitload of fun for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, a, that's, but that's my point. Like, I'm the one getting my dick sucked, yeah. and I'm the one getting paid. Right. Like, you don't have to watch it. I ain't putting a gun to your fucking head and saying, jerk off. <laughs> no one's doing that. So I don't see why everyone gets so, so like, obsessed about it. Like, yeah, like, pornography's been around for forever. It's yeah. like, it's been around literally forever. Now, I do think that it was way, way better when it was just like DVDs and shit, in a, like, or VHS, like tapes and shit in an adult store. You had to be over 18 to access it. You had to go into a shop have you know proof of ID or whatever to purchase like a little DVD or some shit, and then you go home and like that shit. It's your yeah, your fapping. It's your it. it's your fapping material or whatever the hell, or you and your, your or, or even better like you and your wife or you and your girlfriend like watch it together and enjoy it or some shit. Maybe she maybe that gets her turned on to have a threesome. Good for, you know, get another girl in. Good for you. But that's better than what we have now, where it was just like where it's just unlimited access on your phone twenty four seven. Anyone of any any age can get access to it. Like people are watching, like dudes are getting their first exposure to porn at like 13 years of age. It's fucking nuts. Well, it's all done on purpose, though. Oh yeah, it's 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 fucked. It's truly truly utterly fucked. 
um, yeah, it's cats out of the bag though, man. It's really hard to like put that, uh, put that, sorry, to put that genie back in the bowl. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So guys, unfortunately, have to be a lot more disciplined about that because it's it's a really primal urge for guys to like to want to chase that, you know, down the rabbit hole, but. Yeah, unfortunately, you have to be a lot more mentally disciplined than I had to be when I was younger. Because all I had was like a magazine that I found at like the the trash, like <laughs> page fifty four, some chicken like a bra, like that was the fapping material for like my entire teenage years. <laughs> like it was a lot simpler time. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because it seems like there's like a balance between everything's like harder and slash easier for guys nowadays. There's like everything's kind of like flips. Like so, so some things are harder for guys nowadays. Some things are easier, you know, so it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's completely it's completely different, yeah. Um, yeah, and having a bi girlfriend definitely helps. Like, I put one of my girlfriends on, on Tinder and Hinge just to get lesbians or girls who are bi. Yeah, right? that's, that's, that is the, that's the easiest setup. Like, yeah. women, are, women are the best wingmen. What's up, boys? Hopefully you guys enjoyed this video and podcast with Sterling. If you guys want to see my first ever podcast with Sterling um, that I did almost two years ago, I'll link that in the description down below of this video. But we also have some bonus clips as well for all the members inside of my community. We teach guys how to better themselves. We also offer coaching, mentorship, and a bunch of other videos, including the bonus clips of this one. So if you guys want to see that, go subscribe. Link will be down below as well.